We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, I'm getting through my Olympic withdrawal by talking with the voice of NBC's Olympic hockey coverage, Kenny Albert, who also calls NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA for literally every network under the sun. We chat about how he manages his crazy schedule, staying up for 24 hours, calling games during the Olympics, and what his ultimate dream is. This is basically Kenny's one day off this year, so we're hydrating this morning with H2O. This is Drinks with Thanks. Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Thanks. I'm Julie Stewart Banks. Sadly, the Olympic cauldron has been extinguished and I'm an absolute mess. I'm still going to wear my Olympic rings right now, but to help me through the withdrawal that I'm obviously going to be going through for the next two years, I am pleased to welcome on someone who had a front row seat to these past Olympics, at least from Stanford, Connecticut. He not only does Olympics on NBC, but he's the lead voice of NHL on TNT, does NFL and MLB for Fox Sports, does the Rangers and the Knicks for MSG and Westwood One, basically does every single job in the entire world, every single day, every sport, every league, the hardest working man in sports. I'm so pumped to have on none other than Kenny Albert. Kenny, congratulations on an incredible Olympics and also just being like the model of being a hard working, the hardest working person in the world. Well, Julie, it's great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me on. Have my water bottle right here, ready to go. Uh, the Olympics were so much fun. Um, front row seat, as you mentioned, from Stanford, Connecticut, calling the hockey games, men's and women's off monitors. But we tried to make it sound as, as realistic as possible. Over the last two years, so many of us have called games uh, from various studios around North America, uh, not in the actual arenas and stadiums. So uh, I had the great opportunity to call hockey at five Winter Olympics previously uh, on hand. So this one was certainly a little, little different, but it was exciting. I had great partners uh, on both the men's and women's hockey telecasts, and it was a lot of fun. I, I worked 16 games over the course of two weeks. Uh, a little tired today. We wrapped it up about 36 <laughs> hours ago. So I think I slept about 11 or 12 hours last night, but uh, 
like you, I love the Olympics. I've had the opportunity to uh, call eight Olympics now, six winter and wow. two summer for NBC. I was also at two summer Olympics for NBC behind the scenes back when I was, you know, just breaking into my broadcasting career. So uh, it's so much fun, the camaraderie. Uh, you know, the one thing about these Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics, uh, you know, this past year, I know you were there in Tokyo and I was in the studio in Stanford. Although we were not on site, uh, given that most of us were at the NBC facility up in Stanford, you did feel that camaraderie because you would run into the announcers and the production folks handling so many of the other sports in the building, in the commissary, while you were getting a bite to eat. So I would have chats with, uh, you know, whether it was was Kenny Rice, who was the play-by-play -play announcer for curling, uh, you know, some of the other folks during the Winter Olympics uh, last summer, all of uh, the men and women who, who were calling basketball games and so many other sports. So you did still, you still felt that camaraderie being in the building, even though you weren't at the Olympics. Right, you had that little compound up in Stanford, which uh, would, as you mentioned, sort of feel like your own Olympics on site. And I mean, your schedule was insane, and we're going to get to that in a second. But you mentioned calling men's and women's hockey. Let's let's go with the the big story of the games, at least the rivalry between Canada and the U.S. We've known about it, we've seen it. We saw Canada win three two. You had two former Olympians for the U.S. with you, with AJ Mlesko and Angela Ruggiero. And what was the vibe like calling that gold medal game? Well, it was so exciting for us. Um, you know, as it turns out, there were 3.5 million people watching the game uh, in the United States and millions and millions in Canada uh, watching their broadcast. So, again, even though we weren't in the building, uh, thrilled to be a part of it. Um, I've been very fortunate uh, to work three women's hockey gold medal games, 2002, and then four years ago in Pyeongchang and this year's game in uh, Beijing. And when I think back, the, the game in 2018, uh, Canada had won the previous four gold medals, as you know very well, and the U.S. wound up uh, taking that game in a shootout. That, that's in my top five of, of all of the events I've ever worked, uh, to be in the building in Pyeongchang with A.J. Malesko. Canada has a 2-1 lead in the second period. United States ties it in the third on a goal from Monique Lamaru Miranda, who was one of my partners uh, this year on Olympic hockey. And then no scoring throughout the overtime, and the U.S. wins in the shootout. It, it was just such a thrill to be there. And, you know, this year a little different because we weren't in the building, but there was still a lot of anticipation and buildup. Um, I had worked the previous six U.S. games uh, leading up to the gold medal game, including the 4-2 loss to Canada in the preliminary round. And you have to give uh, the Canadian team so much credit. Uh, they came out, they took a 3-0 lead against the U.S. The final score was 3-2. U.S. did score a goal late, but Canada seemed to be in control right from the start. And uh, Marie-Philippe Poulin, you know, as AJ referred to her, on a couple of occasions, Captain Clutch, seven goals in four gold medal games against the United States. So uh, kudos to her and her Canadian teammates. Uh, the U.S., uh, a tremendous story throughout. Uh, you know, enjoyed talking to the head coach, Joel Johnson, before each and every game from China. Uh, so many great stories to tell. Uh, they had 13 returning Olympians from the gold medal winning team in 2018. They fell a bit short this time, but uh, really enjoyed calling Olympic hockey now uh, for the sixth time, uh, dating back to 2002 in Salt Lake. Well, I like that you were able to get some positives in there about the U.S., even though they lost. And thank you for the Canadian acknowledgement for the gold medal. It was, uh, it was just such a great game to watch. It was like I was watching it from my hotel room at, you know, whatever, 1.30 in the morning. And it was just 
incredible to know that so many people were watching it when the time zone wasn't necessarily in your favor. And that's how you can see how the sport is really growing. The game started at 11 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, during the week, you know, weekday. Unprecedented, the late local news in New York and many other cities shifted to 1030 so that NBC could televise uh, the women's gold medal game at 11. And uh, and the records, uh, you know, the ratings uh, set all kinds of records with with 3.5 million watching on NBC throughout the country. Now, you mentioned uh, covering men's hockey as well, and it was different this year without the NHL players, but maybe what's something that you learned or that you took away from a player team that you wouldn't have known had this group of guys not been on ice? Well, it was unfortunate that the NHL was not there. And again, hopefully they are in four years. It's been two straight Olympics now without NHL players. Now there were a number of former NHL players that took part on the men's side, a lot of recognizable names. We had some great stories, you know, whether it was Slovakia winning an Olympic medal in in men's hockey for the first time ever, they took the bronze and just the excitement, uh, the emotion. I looked over at my partner, Eddie Olchek. He had tears in his eyes watching Slovakia celebrate as that game uh, came to an end the other day uh, when they won the bronze medal game. Um, And then Finland to win the gold for the first time. They had come so close uh, through the years, uh, both with and without NHL players. They had won a couple of silvers. They had won four bronze medals. Uh, But to see Slovakia win the bronze, their first medal ever, Finland win the gold for the first time, just some great stories. When the U.S. played Canada on the men's side, we had the top four picks in last year's draft. So even though the NHL players weren't there, uh, we did get to watch some of the top prospects who will certainly become household names in the NHL for many, many years. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I got to ask you because, I mean, every time I turn on the TV, especially for the Olympics, I literally just hear your voice all the time. I'm like, is that Kenny again working? Like, does this guy ever sleep? How does he live his life? Uh, I remember I was texting you and we were trying to figure out a time for you to come on the show. And you had said you had Knicks one night, you had men's hockey the next morning, and then you had women's hockey the next day. How do you prepare when you have so many sports and so many different leagues going on? Well, you know, it's funny. During the Olympics, I worked one game for Turner and one Knicks game uh, during that two-week period, and the rest was Olympic hockey. 
And when I was working the Knicks game, it was a five o'clock start in Portland. We were doing it out of a studio in New York two Saturdays ago. And apparently I, I received a couple of texts from friends. The Olympic game from that morning was being replayed. So I was actually on two channels simultaneously. Uh, sometimes I do feel like I'm in two places at once. You know, sometimes it is hard to keep track of what city you're in, uh, what, what hotel room number you're supposed to go to. But to me, the key is really to be organized. Um, you know, when I have a number of games coming up in different sports, I'll start preparing early on. And uh, I was in a hotel room a couple of weeks ago. I had four folders in front of me. One was uh, for the Turner hockey game. The other one was for a Knicks basketball game. I had one for men's hockey and one for women's hockey. I've had some uh, instances, Julie, in the past, in October especially, four or five years ago, where I would have football on the weekends, uh, a couple of hockey games during the week, maybe a basketball game, and baseball playoffs. I worked uh, several occasions for Fox. So there were four sports in the span of eight or nine days. And to me, those are the most fun times. Um, I do get a lot of work done in airplanes, in hotel rooms, in taxis, and Ubers. So it's actually not as hard as you might think as far as preparing and, and getting the work done. Again, the key is organization, preparation. I speak to a lot of high school and college sportscasting classes and students individually. And the first thing I tell them is to be organized and you can never be overprepared. Right. Well, okay. So I prepared for my interview with you by like writing out questions and blah, blah, blah. But like, Kenny, I mean, you, you have like so many things that you got going on. Tell me what would be maybe one or two things that would surprise me or the average viewer on like your process of how you manage it and, and, and are able to just like even just do your job. You know, I think people would be surprised by the amount of time that goes into preparing for an NFL telecast. Um, I've been so fortunate uh, to be at Fox now for 28 years, um, have called uh, five playoff games through the years, bowl games, uh, called a Super Bowl, uh, not for Fox, but for the international world feed, uh, the, the Giants Patriots Super Bowl 46. So I've been involved in a number of big games, but regular season for the last 28 years. And, uh, you know, the process to prepare for an NFL game for a broadcaster it's probably about 30 or 40 hours throughout the week leading up to that game. Wow. And it starts on Monday morning and it's a lot of reading and preparing charts and going through statistics and articles. And of course I'm including the time we spend on Friday and Saturday uh, with the teams. But, you know, during football season, I always say, aside from uh, eating, sleeping and spending time with your family for those four months, uh, any free moment I feel uh, you spend preparing for that game. It's so much different than the other sports because in hockey, for example, I'm around the Rangers all the time. I do work national games, but the teams play three or four games a week. Uh, you know, you go to the morning skates, you watch the prior games. Um, to me, calling hockey is like riding a bike. I could probably wake up in the middle of the night and not even look at the rosters and, and do a hockey game if I had to. Uh, but with football, you might have two teams in week 16 that you haven't seen all year. And you have to play catch up because you know that the viewers, the fans of those teams know everything there is to know about the players, the coaches, the season they've gone through. So you really have to, uh, you know, study their entire season uh, Monday through Thursday. We're on our own. Uh, like I said, reading and preparing charts and just pouring through uh, voluminous uh, amounts of information. And then you get in there on Friday with your crew and you, you meet with the home team. You meet with the visiting team Saturday. You have your own production meeting on Friday night at dinner and then Saturday night in the in the hotel meeting room. So 
you do take a bit of a, a, a collective deep breath when, when the season comes to an end, even though it, it, it's so much fun and, and there's nothing we'd rather be doing. But um, once that, that four month block of time comes to an end, you do feel like you get a little bit of your life back. But again, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. Well, it's great that you have that perspective because you're working, you're basically sprinting a marathon every year of your life. How, how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? In my life, I've probably tasted coffee three times. I'm not a not a fan. I of knew you were gonna say something like that. I was like, this guy sounds like a guy who probably doesn't drink coffee. Probably too many diet cokes uh, through the years. Uh, that's probably what I'll go to if I'm feeling a little tired prior to a game. But uh, no coffee. I'll only drink tea if I have a throat issue, which knock on wood has not happened very often. Um, I did have a crazy stretch, and I know we spent some time together in L.A during the Stanley Cup final in 2014. We had a couple of big group dinners with with mutual friends and uh, you were out at the games between the Rangers and the Kings, but that conference final uh, leading up to that Stanley Cup, right. it was the first year that I was asked to work the conference final, the West for NBC, and the Rangers uh, also made it to the conference final. So I was doing yes. television for the West, radio in the East, and I was going back and forth. This was probably the craziest stretch of my career. Um, back and forth on red eyes between New York, LA, Montreal, and Chicago for two weeks. And I, I worked all but one of those games. So uh, I did drink a lot of tea and hot chocolate and some other concoctions recommended to me by throat specialists. And uh, it was all good. You run on adrenaline during those times and uh, somehow was able to make it back and forth across the country for all of those games. Yeah, I remember that's when I first met you and I was like, who is this guy? How does he do what he does? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are a specimen of like broadcasting work ethic and the ability to just keep churning out and doing stuff. Like, do you ever hit a wall? Uh, this morning when I woke up, I felt like I hit a little bit of a wall coming off the Olympic uh, experience, but only because uh, the sleep patterns were so unusual. Um, you know, the games were played in Beijing, which was 13 hours ahead. So about four or five days ago, um, it's hard to remember, you know, exactly what day it was, but we had uh, a men's quarterfinal game. It was the U.S. game against Slovakia. They lost in the shootout. That was an 11 o'clock game. I think it was Thursday night, and it ended about 1.32 in the morning. And then we had the women's bronze game at 6.30 the next morning. So for a number of us, the decision was that we go back to the hotel and maybe try to sleep for an hour and a half and then come back. We decided to stay. So... I woke up at 9.30 that morning. We had the game at 11 o'clock at night, stayed overnight, called the women's bronze game at 6.30 a.m. So by the time I got back to the hotel, I was up for 24 hours and slept for about five hours. Then we had a game that night at 11 and the next morning at 8. So you tried to take three or four naps. And again, the adrenaline carries you through. I didn't feel tired during the entire Olympics. 
But once it ends, uh, I think your body kind of knows mm -hmm. and it shuts down for a couple of days. Um, you know, that, that's happened in the past, I think, when we've traveled back from Olympics with 15-hour flights home from Pyeongchang, for example. But I'll be fine in a couple of hours. I mean, I'm fine now. So uh, got a good night's sleep last night. But it was four or five straight days of games at 11 at night and then again at either 6.30 or 8 in the morning. So you would catch about three That's hours nuts. at night and then a couple of hours sleep during the day. They had a hotel for us about 10 minutes away from the studio. So the accommodations were terrific. Uh, food was available at all times. So they, they, tr they treated us very well. It's just because it's like the total opposite time zones of what's going on here. I know when I came back from Tokyo, I it's like the adrenaline just like seeps right out of you when you right. know you no, don't have to cool. be in like fight or flight all the time. And I, I slept the entire 13 hours home and I with like I didn't take sleeping medication or anything. I just a little passed out on the plane, which was incredible. Also very alarming at the same time. Um, but you do the Knicks as well. And we know that they've had, uh, you know, they've. They've had a difficult time um, now and the last couple of seasons. And Stephen A. Smith called them a national embarrassment last week. How do you approach a broadcast when a team is not doing well and there's not a lot of hope around them? Well, those of us who do local teams, um, you know, have had a lot of experience if you've been at this for a long time in those situations. Um, I called the Rangers for seven straight years when they missed the playoffs uh, back between 98 and 2004. Um, you know, to me, whether I'm calling a local game or a national game, uh, it, it's pretty similar. Now, when, when you call a, a local game, obviously you want your team to do well and win, you know, whether it's the Rangers or the Knicks in, in my case, but you also give credit to the other team when they're playing well. And I have a checklist that I go through before each and every broadcast as far as my preparation. And, and that's for both teams, not only the Rangers or the Knicks, it's for the opponent as well. So, um, you know, I've been so fortunate to work at MSG for 28 years, uh, concurring with, with the years I've spent at Fox as well. Um, I do about 15 to 20 Nick games a year uh, when Mike Breen is on his national assignment. They slide me over from the Rangers side. And working with Walt Clyde Frazier has been one of the uh, greatest experiences uh, that I've ever had. Um, he was a Hall of Fame player. And just last week, he was elected into the Hall of Fame as a broadcaster, the Kirk Gowdy Award. So, uh, there have been some years where the Knicks have struggled, obviously. Last year was so much fun. It, it was a bizarre year because there were no fans in the building. Um, so we were calling games in an empty Madison Square Garden. We would call away games out of the studio. Um, but the team had a terrific year under Tom Thibodeau, their first-year head coach. Uh, they made it to the playoffs, obviously. Uh, lost to Atlanta in the first round. But uh, working with Clyde, I mean, when I think back, I, I've probably – worked with more color analysts, Julie, than anybody in history. I have a list and yeah. it's around 225 partners uh, in all of the different sports. And Clyde is right in my top five. Uh, he's such a gentleman. Um, I've never seen, seen him turn down a request for an autograph or a photo. So each and every game working with Clyde or Wally Zerbiak or Brendan Brown, who, who works some of the games as well. Uh, so much fun. And if it's, if it's a, a period where they're going through a rough stretch, uh, you know, you call the game down the line and you credit the other team and, and talk about what they're doing well. But uh, uh, again, working with Clyde, you know, I've worked games with uh, Tim McCarver in baseball. We probably did 30 or 40 games together, who's probably the top baseball analyst of all time um, on hockey. I've worked with so many of the greats and I don't want to leave anybody out. But, um, you know, from John Davidson, Eddie Olchek, Joe Micheletti, Brian Boucher, 
Keith Jones. Uh, you could name well, literally like every person in broadcasting. Yeah, Dave Maloney, my Rangers partner. Um, and then on on uh, football, I'm not going to name them all, but I've worked with so many mm-hmm. uh, announcers and great people. Spent uh, a decade with with Daryl Johnston and Tony Saragusa. Uh, that was so much fun. So working with Clyde, definitely up there uh, as far as the analyst that uh, I have the most fun with. Kenny, thanks so much for joining us on the show. We've had an awesome time drinking and banking here with Kenny Albert. You know you got Stadium Series coming up this weekend. What what can we expect from that, and what else you have going on? Well, Julie, uh, first of all, really appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, I enjoy watching it uh, all the time and, and checking out your work. Uh, Stadium Series in Nashville. Uh, my family's coming along, so I know they're excited about it. Uh, you talked about my schedule and, and my wife now for over 25 years. Uh, you know, she knew what she was getting into right at the start. And there have been some crazy times. But one of the one of the uh, positives is they get to come along. I have two daughters who are 22 and 19. So they'll be in Nashville this weekend as well. Probably having a lot more fun than me uh, because I'll be preparing for the game. But uh, looking forward to it. It'll be a little warmer than the outdoor game we did in Minnesota. Uh, the winter yeah. class where it was minus eight. So looking forward to that. A couple of Ranger games during the week. Uh, We sort of had the old band back together on NBC during the Olympics. And now with Eddie and Jonesy uh, moving on to the stadium series, regular season games. And then uh, couldn't be more excited about the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, starting in a couple of months. Awesome. Well, I'll let you get back to having some downtime slash you won't have downtime, but on your day off. And congratulations on everything you've accomplished. You are just such a pillar of motivation for everyone in the industry and beyond. So really happy to see you succeed. And also, thanks so much for joining us. And guys, you can see Kenny literally on any game you watch, anytime, anywhere. And you can check out our episodes on YouTube at Fubo Sports, as well as all our social on Twitter and Instagram at Fubo Sports. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. <laughs>